What is up, guys? Wallow Jay here, and I'm here with my co-host, Miguelinho. Miguelinho, say what's up. What's up? Our other co-host, Egghead. Egghead, say what's up. What's up? Joining us, Caleb McAllister, PGF standout, jiu-jitsu black belt. How are you, brother? I am excellent. Thank you for having me, guys. Great to be here. And thank you for joining us. Uh, before we get into the, the meat of the matter of why we're having you on, um... Let me congratulate you, first of all, on an outstanding PGF season Thank one. You. That was amazing. You had a, a great season. Um, Thank you so much. How did you feel after all that? Oh, I had a blast on season one, man. I was, uh, I was a big fan of the show uh, just as a fan. So being able to be a part of, especially the season one OGs, was, was a pretty remarkable experience. You know, I made a lot of friends that I'm still very close with uh, to this day, you know, both behind the camera and in front of it. So. It was a fantastic experience. Right on. And and did you get back into the swing competing like right when you got back to, you know, back home and stuff like that or, oh, or what? Of, of course, 100%. Uh, this year, I feel like uh, I need to check the data, but I think I've been competing an average of every uh, two or three weeks. So oh. I've been very, very busy. Shoot, I, I got to keep up more with your Instagram then. <laughs> right? <laughs> no, I've been, I've been pushing it, man. I've been, I've been staying, uh, staying out there. I saw that you were uh, going up for a uh, man and health, uh, you know, most fit man or something like that. I voted. <laughs> I voted. Thank you. I appreciate it. I think, yeah, muscle and fitness. I think it was, they had a, uh, like, um, fitness, fittest man in the, in the country, something along those lines. Uh, I made it, I think to number five. So I guess that means I was the fifth fittest man in the country oh, according to their, uh, their polls. So, uh, yeah, that was a lot of fun. I appreciate it. Nice, nice. Did you get anything out of it? I mean, you know, contract with yeah. like some sponsors or what? Uh, I don't know if that's what what did it, but yeah, I've got some new sponsors that I've been working with, some you know companies that I've been a big fan of for a while. So uh, that's been pretty cool. Is that one of them? The the yeah, one on the Jocko shirt? Fuel right there? Yes, yes, Jocko. Yeah, I've been working with the Origin Jocko Fuel people for oh, a while, nice. just as a as a fan. So the fact that I get to work with them like on a more professional basis is pretty awesome. Right on. I, Brought they, to you like, by Bulk. By <laughs> Dude, that's what I've been using for years, man. That stuff tastes amazing. Now, nice I, now I get to protein. use a little bit more, but yeah, their their malt protein is fantastic, and I believe that before they paid me to say it. Nice, oh, yeah, nice, yeah. And, and are they going to hook you up with you know some like origin stuff? I mean, they make some awesome geese. They oh, hundred percent. Yeah, no, their geese are like I'm not even a gee guy, but I like their yeah. geese. So yeah. yeah, no, I've been yeah, I've been uh, I've been rolling in uh, origin stuff lately. Next time I see you guys, I'll have to uh, get you some of those the the Jocko Fuel Go drinks or something. Oh, dude. Yeah, just so we can be like all hyped up and ready to go. hundred oh, percent. Yeah, you're not gonna crash with those, man. It's like all natural, nothing, uh, no chemicals in there that are gonna screw with your head. That's dope, man. They're like awesome. I, I believe that they have like a whole manufacturing plant up there in Maine because they yep. do like jeans, uh, boots, everything. Man. They do like belts. They've been expanding, and all yeah, yeah. That's where I mean, I grew up in Vermont, so that was kind of my old stomping grounds when I was a kid. And I guess now that I hear they're expanding to a place in North Carolina as well, but oh, wow. yeah, I know oh. everything they do is in the U.S. Oh, yeah, man. that's another good thing about the company. Like, uh, again, plugging in some more for you. Like, Mulk, yeah. best tasting protein. It doesn't taste over sweet or fake. Has good stuff for your gut health, right? Great. Even mm -hmm. too, because of Jocko, I got into green tea for a little bit because there was Jocko Is tea. That right? White tea. Yeah, man. This shit's the fire. white tea. Yeah, exactly. Oh, man. I got to well, go buy some more after this. Well, maybe this. You know, the funny thing is, I, I've been, uh, obviously, I've been a big fan of their protein for a while, but uh, I started using their, their joint supplement uh, mm -hmm. more recently. 
And I'll be honest with you, some of these old injuries that I've had for about 10 years feel a whole heck of a lot better when I'm taking that. I, I think you sold me on that too. I jacked up my foot pretty bad. And like what is it called? Today. So yeah, let's get that name real quick. It's called Joint Joint Warfare. It's their joint supplement, joint complex. Again, all natural. Everything in there is like super clean. Really, really, really high quality stuff. Look, Go to my Instagram. At, I can get you a discount on it. Hell oh, yeah. yeah. Look, hell look yeah. at Egghead. Egghead is so happy right now because another <laughs> Marine's like doing good things. I, right? J- Jocko's a seal. Oh, well, my bad. Well, he's military. Yeah, I don't know. No, I, 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 he's my bad. Man. You know, I mean, so I know, sorry I, know, that I got I, that, that, you know, the branch. I know Willie's got he... lots of love for the Marines. No question about that. I got a ton of Marines in my family, so they love him too. Right on. Man. No, he, he's amazing. He's he's mo- supermoto. I mean, just see, seeing all his, like, 430 shots of his watch. And any, right. anytime you listen to him about anything, you can listen to him about anything be like, just hearing his whole little good talk. I mean, that, yeah. and you, you, need, you need to be like, I can deal with things in life. Listen to that. Good. Well, yeah. well, I I don't like listening to him for one reason because he just makes me feel like a sack of crap. You know, he's doing all this <laughs> stuff, and I'm me. like, I don't even do half of the stuff that he does. Look, the best time to follow Jocko Willinks on 420 because he'll wake up, he'll have his 420 shots. It's standard 430. It's 420 on 420. <laughs> You're like, yes. <laughs> and he'll be you like, know, the funny thing is, 20 burpees. The funny thing is, I feel the exact same way. As much of a lunatic as I am and as insanely hard as I push myself in training, I love seeing somebody who pushes himself even harder, and that's why I've been a fan of him for as long as I have. Yeah, I uh, I mean, I like him. And, and you know, I've, I've heard him on Rogan. I heard him on all the mm-hmm. podcasts and stuff like that. But I just, like, I feel bad about myself. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm done listening to you, man. You know, the funny thing is, if you listen to like some of his audiobooks, for example, or honestly even his podcast, he's a much more diplomatic, nuanced guy than you would expect from, say, mm. the memes on the internet. Yeah, like yep. he's not just like a caveman. Like he's actually a very diplomatic guy in terms of how he approaches a lot of situations and how he advises people to mm-hmm. approach situations, which I appreciate. Yeah, it's like a, something that I forget all the time is like he went to school for like English. Right. Something like, like literature, I think, is what he went for. He's just kind of like, yeah, well, you know, you're just like, what? Yeah. Because you expect him just nah. to be total brute. But no, he's like nah. very educated, very cultured. Just He oh. probably listens to smooth jazz, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Definitely a renaissance man. I-, I know you got a little crush on him, Miggy. I mean, didn't didn't your wife was trying to get him to go like to like the ball so or something? She was trying to get him to speak at a ceremony, yeah, but no luck. She waited too long. Uh, we got a question here for you. It says, what was the name? It's not an ointment. It's, it's a, a, a supplement. Capsule. Right. Yeah, what, it comes in a little capsule so you don't have to, like, take a bunch of powder or something. It's called Joint Warfare, but it's their joint complex. Message me on Instagram. I'll send you the link. Yeah, it was uh, it was somebody uh, on our chat, you know, is okay. asking the question. So, hey, dro- hold I on. Drop a- your Instagram real quick, too, and we'll drop it again later. Yeah. Drop it right now for him. Yeah, I'm Caleb McAllister official. I think if you start typing in Caleb, it should come up pretty easily. But C A L E B McAllister official. I should oh. have a link there if you're looking Damn, for. Damn, you ha- you have to go official. The, the, Unfortunately, they're not giving you the blue Caleb McAllister. I know, man. Somebody stole the original Caleb McAllister, and yeah, I you think know, uh, I'll have say, to track him down and pay him to give me my name back. Right. <laughs> now, as they say, often imitated, never duplicated, man. Uh, you know, yeah. it, it could, could just like, be another uh, Caleb McAllister, guys. That that was an early adopter of Twitter. That's very possible. Very, very he's possible. like, why are these guys wrestling each other, tagging me and stuff, man? I don't know. I know. This. <laughs> it, it's Everybody's like that Joe Jones guy. Poor guy. 
Everyone's going to start asking this poor guy how to get a joint complex now. <laughs> yeah, he's like, man, I, I don't do drugs. We're talking about joints, man. Exactly. <laughs> uh, pass. Anyway, um, well, where was I going? I, ha- I had a question for you, and I completely forgot. Well, I had, if, if I could step in some more. Yeah, go ahead. Um, <clears throat> as you said, you're one of the PGF season one OGs. Uh, so for, you know, 12 weeks, you made the drive. How far was that drive? And what was that like? I think you were, you're the longest, uh, you're the furthest one away, right? I believe I was, I think maybe for the finale, there might've been somebody that came a little bit farther, but yeah, I believe I was for the regular season. Um, so some weeks I took the plane and some weeks I drove. It just kind of depended on how cheap plane tickets were. Cause some weeks it was actually cheaper to fly oh. than to pay for the gas. Mm. Um, thankfully That's plane right. tickets were pretty cheap especially back then um to be honest with you it didn't really make a huge difference on the length of the trip because of the layovers and whatnot coming from Mm -hmm. a small town was not a huge time savings but at least i could read or get some work done answer emails and all that so yeah it was it was challenging fortunately i'm you know self-employed both between the competing and then in my spare time i actually do some audiobook work and things like that so it gave me a little bit more flexibility in my schedule than somebody working a nine to five would have but it was definitely a little bit of a unique challenge. Um, but that's why I do things like that because I want to challenge myself. So, I mean, we, we, before we go anywhere else, we have, we have to ask about that. You said audiobook work. I, I saw a wallow, like, you know, I mean, we, we all have to ask what, what, what's going on there. What, what books do you do? Uh, it depends on the client. I do some stuff that's public domain. Um, like, uh, I did, uh, the Theodore Roosevelt autobiography not too long ago. That was a lot of fun. Oh. Um, but really it just depends on the client. I've done quite a few over the years, honestly, because something I always tell my, my students and my teammates is if you want to be serious as a combat athlete, you know, there's people that'll tell you, you know, burn your bridges. You can't have any income that doesn't come from combat sports or you're not going to give it a hundred percent effort. And if you ask me, that's an excuse. If you're not given a hundred percent effort, it's not, it's because you're not given a hundred percent effort, not because you've got other options or what have you. So in my opinion, you'll be more distracted by wondering if you can pay your rent next month than by having options, so to speak. So I always tell all the up and comers, whether you're driving for Uber Eats or a million other things that you can do in today's world to have some flexibility with your income, I really encourage people to find a way to just pay the bills. You don't have to get rich, pay the bills. So that way you don't have that distraction hanging over you and you can put 100% focus into your training and into your competing. So for me, that's what I do with audio production um, in my spare time. And honestly, I like it even beyond the income just to have something a little bit of a different challenge mentally that I can almost separate myself from my training, you know, which I'm putting you know, average of about six hours a day into. So it's good to have something to clear my head a little bit, focus on reading a book or whatever that type of work may be that day, if that makes sense. Yeah, it does. I mean, it seems like it's part of the gig economy, like you're talking about nowadays. People can find multiple streams of income, find ways to be able to support themselves. So do you do that off of like Fiverr or or do you have your own uh, uh, deal with some company? To be honest with you, Fiverr is not really going to pay you that well. I know we're getting into a little bit more of the technical side of the industry at this point. You can definitely get gigs on Fiverr, but they're not the high-end professional type jobs. I'm, you know, I, I, I work more for people that are looking for like the cream of the crop, like super high end type work. Um, you know, I, I try to do just like I do in my grappling. I try to do the highest possible quality and I charge a fair price for that. So there's not too many of those on Fiverr, to be honest with you. 
So now you're going off of referrals and based upon your body of work, you're getting people that, that drive business to you. Exactly. A lot of it is referral after you've kind of built up a track record. And I've been doing it at least part-time for about a decade, so. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. I yeah, see. that's you're a little crafty. Yeah. well-versed. Yep. So then yeah, I, I got to be the guy to look. ask. So I got to be the guy to ask, what's like the most different thing you've done an audio recording for that you kind of like never expected to? I mean, I've done all different genres. And I've, I mean, I've been a bookworm since I was a kid, which is why I was interested in, in that line of work to start with. I'll be perfectly honest with you. I didn't know before I got into the industry that you could be a bestseller, USA Today, whatever, you know, bestseller, and not be that good quality of a book. Naming no names, you know, I love all my clients, but <laughs> man, I, I thought if you were a bestseller, you had to be really like well-written, well-crafted, and I'll be honest with you, that is not always the case. It, Marketing, it man. More, yeah. more yeah. On, on, on the fans and stuff like that? I guess. I, I don't know. Sometimes it's just like who you know and getting the right eyes on it, I guess. I don't know. You know, I think we all go through that. You know, we're fans of, let's say like, you know, Tom Cruise and he'll put out a movie and we're like, Oh my God, that movie was awesome. And some people are like, yeah, yeah. It wasn't really that good. I mean, remember two books are like album deals, right? So like a record label, yeah. they have to produce certain right. amount. So you might have like a great trilogy. You get to that third book. You're like, and you're phoning it in at that like, point. You mean to tell me this whole series was just this guy was dreaming that he was going to get yeah. coffee? When, like, what? <laughs> you know? like, makes no yeah. sense. Yeah. That's very true. Yeah, so go going, back, going back to the uh, PGF season one, I mean, I, I think if I'm calculations right, it was about nine hours one way. Eight yeah, to nine? that was about average, depending on traffic. Yeah, somewhere in the eight to ten hour range, typically. You're the well, man. Let me, let, me, let me ask you this. Why? Why did you do it? Well, I'll be honest with you, the initial appeal before I really knew anything, if this was season one, we really didn't know anything about it. Right. The initial appeal was this was the middle of 2020 and there weren't a lot of competitions out Going there. Going on now, okay. So I was looking just for how I could stay active and continue to challenge myself and there were a few options out there. So the one that I, you know, decided was immediately appealing in the PGF was, all right, you can go up two weight classes take on the 195 pounders and drive eight hours each way once a week. I'm like, heck, why not? That sounds like fun. Let's do it. And the rest is history. Man, you're a better man than I am. Cause I don't want to drive it. <laughs> I don't want to drive it an hour anywhere. Yeah. I hate driving. I enjoy. Yeah. I don't enjoy driving. I'll be honest with you. After about an hour, I'm, I'm about done. I, I enjoy traveling. I enjoy seeing yeah. new places, but driving gets old quick. Oh, don't get me wrong. I'll get on a plane and go anywhere, but Yep. As, as far as me driving, I'm like, mm-mm. So, I like trains. Oh, yeah. yeah. So a uh, question then, right? So, you know, this drive, did it kind of have to affect, you know, how you mentally prepared? Like, was this drive kind of dedicated to like, all right, you know, I'm on my way here. Let me uh, start getting in the zone now. Like, let's say maybe a special playlist, you know, kick ass, get names later playlist on the way there or anything like that or just kind of. To some degree, it really just depends. I mean, to some degree, it's kind of. I don't really have to hype myself up. I've never have. I've always been a fast starter, even in my MMA days. Um, I more just kind of relax and kind of just hold myself in check, I guess, until it's time to take the collar off and, and unleash like the Jet Li movie. So, you know, I'll listen to audiobooks or podcasts. And, you know, honestly, a lot of the time it's more of a, you know, a mellow, I guess, uh, more meditative type experience than trying to really get myself hyped up before I compete because, I've never had a problem with that part. Right on. Hey, tell, tell us a little bit about the MMA, you know, career. I didn't know that you fought. How long ago yeah, was that? I've, 
I fought for a long time. I think I fought, I don't even remember because it was kind of the dark ages. I, I fought 20 <laughs> plus times. I don't remember the exact number, but it was, yeah, I fought a couple of dozen times between amateur and pro. And back then it was all the same thing and it was the exact same rules and the amateurs were getting paid under the table anyway. So, oh. um, yeah, I fought 20, 20 some times if I remember correctly. And it was awesome. Oh. I, it, I always say MMA was my first love. I had a blast with it. Um, then uh, right around when my wife and I were talking about having kids, we kind of had to have the conversation, did I want to continue to focus on MMA or did I want to continue to focus on submission grappling? Cause it was kind of, I didn't feel like I could split my focus between both. And I had to kind of pick one at that point. Okay. And this was around the time that the money in the submission grappling scene was definitely starting to improve. Um, not that you're going to get rich in either sport unless you're Gordon Ryan or Conor McGregor, but there was at least money to be made in submission grappling. Right. And the fact that I could compete much more frequently that I could, do it for much longer beyond when athletic commissions would allow me to fight MMA. Right. Uh, there was a few reasons that I kind of started shift my focus to that. Um, like I say, MMA was always my first love. I, you know, I love MMA, but I love submission grappling too. And, and I've got no regrets. I love what I do. Well, you know, there's this little thing called combat jujitsu, you know, every once in a while, I love you, combat you could slap yeah. somebody around if you wanted to. Any I am, I am undefeated in combat jujitsu. I've had a few good matches under yeah. that rule set. Uh, Hoping to get some more in. Uh, I gotta get uh, get with Eddie and get on the uh, the world soon. Hopefully, there you go. Yeah, that's what's up. Hell yeah! Uh, something I that do I enjoy wanna... getting to slap people. <laughs> as long as it's not me, I'm cool with it. <laughs> right. See, here's I mean, the thing. Like when I shifted from MMA to submission grappling, I was kind of hanging up an awful lot of the weapons that I had put a lot of work into. So at least with combat jujitsu, I get to bring a couple of those back off the shelf again, which is kind of fun. Right. What, what was your striking art? Was it boxing, Muay Thai, what? Uh, mostly Muay Thai and Jun Fan kickboxing, which is more of a Bruce Lee focus. So it's a little bit of a, really the blend that you're seeing, like the elite modern kickboxers in MMA use. You know, the guys like Izzy Adesanya and some Anderson Silva, which, you know, I always said my coach, Jamie Ridgway, was really ahead of the time in terms of how he blended the traditional with the modern. And that's what you're seeing the top guys do now. So, I mean, obviously, you, you compete a whole lot, um, but mm -hmm. what was the experience like um, with the PGF compared to others as far as, like, the, the amount of uh, footage you got, uh, fan base you, you might have received afterwards, or uh, how, what were the differences? I mean, there was a lot of differences in a lot of ways, and it was extremely positive, and that's, you know, one of the things that I really enjoyed about getting to compete on the PGF. Um, not only that we did a ton of, matches in a short amount of time and that there was a lot of marketing behind it and a lot of fans and, you know, people like you guys with the media, you know, continuing to, to publicize it. But in addition to that, you know, we were sitting backstage off camera for many hours every week. So I'll be honest with you, like, we got to be really good friends over the course of that season. And I would imagine the season two guys said the same thing. Um, which is kind of unique. I mean, obviously, you know, you're going to talk to people backstage at any event, but, you don't spend that long every week really getting to know people. And uh, that was kind of, kind of interesting. Like, you know, I've never had an opponent on any event that I hated or had a real beef with, but I would say that the PGF guys, I got to know a lot better and am better friends with just by nature of the beast than I would be from any other event. Um, on top of that, you know, I've got a ton of respect for Brandon, you know, promoting is a thankless job. Let's be honest. Like I don't, fault any promoter that I've ever dealt with for doing what he has to do to turn a profit. But 
BMAC is one of the few that I think actually gives a crap about more than just money. He is actually trying to grow the sport, to provide a platform for the athletes, and I think that really comes through in how he runs the show. Um, and he's a he's a guy that I really have a respect a lot of respect for, which would not be the case with all promoters. It's nothing personal, but uh, I really respect how he does what he does. Now you came in with a built-in storyline. I mean, we heard it before, you know, even before it was told on on one of the streams, and that was that you had beaten the the guy that won it, you know, mm -hmm. Elijah. So you came in with. This is the guy that's going to give him trouble. And we thought we were going to see it during the season, but we didn't get to see it until the very end. Right. Yeah, that was kind of funny how it got scheduled. We we were hoping to get a match in during the season, and it just right. never worked out. So I'm glad that we got one in at the, uh, at the finale, at least. I know the fans wanted that. Oh, it, it, everybody was waiting for that. I mean, we're like, what? They're not going to meet in the, in the regular season? How is that happening? We, it would have been a bummer if it hadn't happened at all, yeah, but at least right. we got it in the finale, so the, the there was some payoff there, thankfully. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I was thinking maybe some collusion or something, but you know. <laughs> that doesn't that doesn't happen, man. What are you talking about? <laughs> never has, never will. What did you think of season two? I enjoyed it. I didn't see every single match, but I watched the majority of them, and I really enjoyed it. Now, obviously, I'm a little biased towards season one for obvious reasons. You know oh, yeah. the. Uh, The, the original gangsters, but there were some beasts on season two. I've gotten to train with a good number of those guys on different you know times and places, and I really enjoyed watching them. Man, we couldn't get any dirt from anybody. Do you have any dirt on anybody <laughs> from, from season one? Everybody's like, no, nah, man, we were all cool. Everybody got along. I'm like, come on, come on. I mean, there, there's like 15 alpha males in a room. Somebody's got to be like, man, I don't like that. He's guy. got something. He's holding yeah, back. Yeah, I mean, you can see. Here, here's the thing. Like, if you want to, if you want to be, uh, you know, a scumbag, like, how are you going to keep that up for five hours every week, constantly? Like, you have to be cool, or it's just going to be like a miserable experience for everybody the whole way through. Like, so even if you wanted to be a scumbag, it just wouldn't be uh, a logical decision in an environment like that. I think that's why everybody would get exhausting. Like, Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, everybody was on their best behaviors or something. Right on. Okay. I mean, nobody got banished to the parking lot <laughs> ever. Nobody Not got, like, kind of separated. Oh, another you know, there was, I know there was, like, a few people that were bringing in some unique meals, like, pre-competition. I'm like, are you really eating, like, you know, like, fried chicken sandwiches, like, with, like, hot sauce and everything? Like, 20 minutes before you compete? Like, Wait, who was hey, that? I'm not going to call anybody one? for their... Now, I'm not going to fault anybody for their pre-competition rituals, but man, better you than me. Hey, that's the you know that's that side control like self-defense tactic. I guess Worst man, case chemical out. warfare in the locked and loaded if you need it. I've been Canaan. It has to. It has to be like somebody that's super young, because somebody who's you know like a vet in their 30s, they're not going to do that. Dude, Manderson was one. Like he would eat everything in, on on the uh, planet. I'm like, <laughs> I mean, I guess he's you don't you don't get that much muscle without some some fuel to maintain it. I guess that is true. Like when I met and, him, and I was you know, like, whoa. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah, he was one that I never got to compete with. That would have been fun. Uh, he would have been a fun challenge. Yeah, he is strong. He's very very strong. Yeah, very. like he, even, that's even, what even, everybody says. Even shaking your hand, you know, just regular, you feel you feel you know. Yeah. When he's trying to be nice, let alone yeah. when he's not. Right, right. I mean, shoot. And he's, he's you know, a white belt. 
Yeah, I mean, let's face it. In Nogi, grappling, belt color means absolutely nothing. Like, what matters is how much time you put on the mat. Right. I mean, it's cool if you want to test for a belt or not, but I mean, ever since I saw Matt Hughes choke out a black belt in the UFC while he was a white belt, I'm like, okay, so belts don't matter, especially if you're not wearing a gi. Wow, a Matt Hughes reference. I haven't heard that right? name in a long time. I yeah, used I'm not to a love- spring chicken, man. I love watching him. Uh, the first match I ever saw was his match with uh, Carlos Newton. That was yeah. my that was my That's introduction match, to Matt man. Hughes. Yep, where he they, was speaking of people that are horrifyingly strong. I've never trained with Matt Hughes, but they say he can break you in half just by grabbing you. Yeah, I bet. You know, I mean, he choked out a black belt with a headlock. So yeah, he must be. <laughs> That's a whole collegiate wrestler thing. Those yeah. guys are just freaks. And he's got the farm boy thing. He's got yeah. the college wrestler oh, thing. He's got the workhorse thing. Like I've seen some of his, like even now his leg workouts, like four hundred leg press reps in one set. Like he is an animal. Wait, is he doing better now? Not, you yeah, know. he's he's pushing himself like pretty hard. And like you look at his social media and everything, he seems like he's way closer to where he used to be. Thank goodness. Wow, because I know for a yeah. while, even even after he made you know his yeah. recovery, he wasn't walking right. That was, that no, was I mean, issues. I think he still has a little bit of a limp, but yeah. he's looking way, way better than he was. That's awesome, man. Yeah. That's super Thank cool goodness. to hear. Wow. Hey, going going back to the differences between season one and season two, since you know, you're a fan as well. I mean, we've had people on here that talk about the differences in the problems of whether you do the for 12 weeks, driving eight hours, you know, right. uh, but you also get the chance to plan for your next opponents. Mm-hmm. Whereas season two one week gauntlet, you know, bam, 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 you know, plus you got to worry about injuries and not having much time to, to, to repair yourself and recover. Right. And which, which problem set do you think is, is, is harder? Well, like I said, of course I'm biased towards season one for obvious reasons, but I can definitely see there would be very unique challenges in, as you said, different ways from both, uh, rule sets, both, both formats. Um, like you said, obviously with a week in between each match, you could kind of, couch your training a little bit for the types of guys that you had coming up. You could kind of get a sense of what you had to expect, take a look at their previous matches if you wanted to, things like that, which obviously in you know season two wasn't that much of an option. But at the same time, they couldn't do it for you either. Like they couldn't prepare for you just like you couldn't prepare for them. Um, now, obviously you're having, you know, whatever it is, three or so matches per day, every day in a short amount of time. So that's a different challenge since, you know, if you got a, you know, a knee popped or something the week before, theoretically a week later, at least it would be feeling a little bit better. Um, but at the same time, I mean, I've been doing hundreds of matches a week for years. Like now, now training matches, of course, are a completely different animal, but three matches isn't that bad. Let's be honest. And it just kind of matter, you know, your perspective on that. So definitely d- different challenges doing that many matches in a short amount of time versus, that many matches dragged out over a long period of time. But, you know, I got respect for the season one and the season two guys, both just different types of gangsters. No, got you. You're muted. I'm sorry. Well, I said, all right, well, my bad <laughs> with, with that many matches and, you know, during the week and you spending six hours a day training, how many hours, you know, a week do you spend in recovery? Like, you know, trying to make sure that your body's gonna, you know, make it to the next session. You talking about like for normal training or like yeah, yeah. The like for, yeah for normal everything. training yeah yeah normal yeah, normal training I I mean I definitely put a huge focus on like prehab trying to not allow major injuries to arise to the best of my ability 
So I spent a huge amount of time on mobility and yoga and massage and stretching and uh, muscle rub and hydration. Like my wife always laughs at me. I am huge on hydration. Like every injury on the planet can be fixed with hydration. If you ask me, um, sleep, you know, I, I definitely should do better on the sleep side of things than I do. Uh, I'm obsessively, uh, clean with my diet. So all that stuff, like it's not so much about, you know, trying not to gain weight or something. It's more trying to be able to keep doing what I love every day for, you know, the foreseeable future. So yeah, if you put yourself through the kind of training that I do, you have to be obsessive about healing and recovery, or you just can't keep it up. You mentioned your diet. Um, I <clears throat> recently started, you know, hydrating a lot more. <laughs> yeah. Way and to go. I, and, and I started, you know, cleaning my diet, you know, and I lost, nice. like 20, I, I lost 25 pounds in like a month. Just Dude, by that's doing, awesome. Just by doing that, what does what your, your meals consist of? I mean, is it like a keto base or what is it like? As long as I've been doing this, I've kind of gotten a, a good uh, handle on what works for me. So it wouldn't be anything that is uh, exactly pre-formulated. I would be closer to paleo than anything else, but it wouldn't be like strict paleo. Um, so I've kind of tweaked things uh, that, you know, kind of suit my needs more. Fairly low carb, although certainly not not no carb. Um, most of the carbs that I do eat come from either raw fruits and vegetables or like whole grain oats, things along those lines. So it's just kind of a, a variety of things beyond that. Right on. Yeah, I mean, I, I noticed that I, I started doing intermittent fasting, and uh, mm -hmm. I feel so much better. Like, good for I you, man. That's awesome. I haven't eaten all day. I haven't had my first meal yet, and I, it looks like I'm just going to have one today and be done hey. with it. You know, whatever, I mean, there's so many different ways to skin a cat, you know, whatever works for you in terms of getting the caloric needs that you need for the day. You know, some yeah. people, they do great with intermittent fasting. I tend to do more of the like six small meals a day kind of a strategy, but you know, it's probably coming to about the same number of calories, you know, right. either way, it's just kind of how you decide to divide them up. And like I said, I think everybody's different and what works best for them. Right on. Now. We uh, we wanted to bring you in because we heard some rumors and we wanted you to confirm oh, really? those. Yeah, we wanted you to confirm the rumors. Rumors, so, huh? Yeah, we heard, I don't know if it's true, but you're getting an invite to season three and you have accepted and that you have accepted. Is that true? Well, here's the thing. Like, I don't want to come on the show and like disappoint everybody. But the fact is, like I said, I've been competing every two, three weeks, give or take. I've had a ton of different stuff. Sorry, there's a truck going by in the background here. Oh, good. I'm parked outside of the gym right now, so you don't have everybody yelling in the background. <laughs> but, so I've got the uh, BJJ Fanatics Grand Prix coming up in a couple of weeks. I've got ADCCs coming up a couple of weeks after that. So BMAC, you know, when he comes to me and told me that season three was going to be at 170 and, and, you know, was discussing the possibility of that, Basically, what uh, what wound up being uh, established was that to make that work, I'm going to need to compete at the ADCCs, which is our Olympic trials, fly out that night, get in the next morning, and start filming uh, PGF immediately. And let's be honest, you'd have to be a little crazy to do that. So I said yes, absolutely. So yes, I am doing season three. <laughs> 
<laughs> right on. And, and the season, I, I, I thought it, that the trials were in November. The season got moved to January, so that's yeah. perfect. Since, since, like I said, we have been sitting on this for a long time now. Uh, since then, it has been moved. Apparently, not everybody was quite as crazy as I am. Uh, so I, it'll be in January now. So I'll be uh, probably sitting in a couple more events between ADCCs and PGF. But yes, uh, nice. that'll make things a little bit easier for a lot of people, I'm sure. Right the commission was just making us squirm. Yeah. I swear yeah, to God. He, yeah. he, he told us a little bit, and then he kept messing with us. He definitely messed with Wallow. And you guys yep. already slapped the table weeks ago. Okay. Yeah. Okay. He, uh, uh, try, he said, try months. Yeah, he, it, he it's said, been a while. He said, I got, a, I got a black belt that's coming in, but I can't tell yeah, you who it is. And I'm like, wait a minute. You brought us in to be the PGF insiders, and you're not telling us? The inside information. I know he he kept it under wraps, man. That's I mean that's what I was like. Like I said, it had been you know several months since he and I shook hands on this, and uh, and when he told you guys that, I'm like, all right, come on, like commish, come on, like they're gonna figure it out. Like you might as well just tell them at this point. Like how many black belts that PGF fans know from the past? Like come on, like at some point you can narrow it down. Uh, we whiffed on it. I'll, yeah, I'll admit it. We we, we really we, we, it was so obvious. Everybody. We didn't think about it. See. I've had a few people tell me that they didn't think I could make 170, which is kind of funny know. to me because I walk at 170. People think that I'm bigger than I am just because I'm a tall, skinny dude. So I'm I'm very easily making 170. And I think a few people kind of forgot about that. But yeah, go figure. Well, no, we that's the Hollywood thing. You just you just keep really lean, so you look bigger. Is that what it is? Oh, thank you. I I appreciate it. I mean, we saw you in season one, and we knew that the season one was like what 195. Yeah, and we're like, man. 195, that's a big cut for him. We thought he was Cody Floyd. <laughs> Go figure. Yeah. And uh, but hey, awesome man. That is thank dope. you, brother. I appreciate it. I, I can't wait. What what have you thought about the about the qualifiers? Have you seen any of them yet? I've seen a good number of at least a, a good chunk of the matches. Yeah, I've really enjoyed uh watching them. It looks like they're gonna have some really good talent. I'm excited to see what the whole roster winds up being. Um I've got, you know, I know some of those guys, uh, Gio Ortiz. I had a match with him a, a couple of years ago, I guess it was. Uh, actually, the same event. I guess the event that I had the match with Elijah was, uh, I think, about six months before the PGF. And I had a match with Gio the same day in the same bracket. Um, and I beat him with a heel hook, but he broke three bones on my foot first. So that was a, that was a tough match. I'm hoping uh, if we have a rematch that I don't let him do that this time because that was an expensive uh, victory, put it that way. Oh, man. That's, That's metal right there. That yeah. <laughs> well, you know, um, being that you're coming back, there's a few other, you know, original mm -hmm. gangsters in PGF Season 3 coming in. Are you looking yes. forward to any rematches with those guys? Maybe some well, uh, some payback with, uh, you know, the Elbow Genie or and Elijah? You're looking forward yeah, to man, those? Yeah, man, I would. I would love to see as many of the season one guys uh, as possible on, on season three, man. Like I said, I got to be great friends with basically all of those guys, you know, to varying degrees. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely really hoping that, that Elijah and John Roberts are on there. Those guys are, are awesome. Um, I'd love to see Kevin Primo on there. He's a beast. I got to be good friends with him as well. Uh, man, there's a lot of those guys that if, if they got the time and the interest and they can make the weight, I would love to see them on there. I, I think Primo is uh, – how, how was it going, Egghead? It was uh, either oh. going to be Primo or that, – That was a thought, but okay. but but uh, Kevin Kevin hit me up, and he's like, no, no, 
no, no, I, I, a lot of those irons in the fire, I'm taking care of those. And he's all about making that weight. So, so uh, he's, he's going to make his case yeah. again. Okay, I mean, it, it goes under the idea that the, the commission only, you know, ideally wanted like one uh, member, one participant from each gym. And so that was kind of the question because, you know, we, we already have two 10th Planet Atlantas now with the two Kevins, uh, Cheryl and, and Buring. So that's already broken that rule. And so the question is, can 10th Planet Decatur, I mean, I, I think there should be some leniency with just two, you know, in period. Because, I mean, we have uh, two possible scrambled jujitsu guys that we, that we're, you know, we want to be in there with Boyles and, right. and, and Rodin as well. We're both making a case. But it becomes really challenging, even with going to 20 people. I mean, it's I know there's not, still we still difficult. don't have that many people. Help, you know, though. We still yeah. have that many people signed up for, for Austin qualifier. But you know there's going to be a lot of late entries. There's a lot of guys mm -hmm. just oh, like the Atlanta qualifier. Huge, yeah. And yeah. there's always going to be some shuffling with people getting injured or, you know, stuff's going to happen between now and, and January. Like, who knows? I mean, look at with the WNO show this weekend. They've had, what, like six or eight? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They've had so many. It, it, it happens, you know? Yeah. So it's 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 interesting. So I, I'll, how about we ask uh, the man that it actually really affects between uh, Noah Randolph and Kevin Primo? Uh, which do you think is, is the better challenge? Uh, granted, you might not have uh, grappled with either since season one, but right. who do you think, or what do you think? I mean, you've seen some of the qualifiers, too. Right. Like, man, I love both those guys. You know, uh, Noah has, looks like he's made some definite strides. I saw one or two of his matches. That, like, he looks like he's definitely made, made some big improvements to his game since, uh, since I competed with him in season one. Um, so I would definitely love to see him on there. Um, I hope it doesn't come down to a him or Kevin because I'd like to see them both on there. Um, that being said, if it is, if you can only take one, I'd have to say Kevin because I beat Noah and Kevin I had a draw with. So I'd like to have another match with Kevin just for that reason. Plus, Kevin's an awesome dude. Like, I mean, not that Noah isn't. I just know Kevin better. I got to yeah. hang out with him on in our locker room more and got to know him a little bit more and uh, so if I had to pick, I'd say Kevin, but really I'd rather see both of them. I mean, we heard that Noah doesn't really speak much anyway, so. <laughs> I mean, he's a little bit more quiet, a little bit more introverted. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, he's a kid too, you know. Yeah, he's in a, he's in a room full of grown men. Well, he held so, his own. There's no question about that. Yeah, I mean, all I know is when I was growing up and I was in a room like that, it wasn't, a, you know, had nothing to do with jujitsu. I, I just like, listen, because those are the guys that, you know, that are, the wise ones. <laughs> is that what we are? Well, yeah. Well, your I elders. Mean, I yeah, mean, yeah. He's Fair in high enough. school. No, I see what you're saying. I no. get it. Yeah. No, like I said, Noah, Noah seems like a really awesome guy. He, you know, he's a very tough guy and obviously he's been working extremely hard. So, uh, I would definitely like to see him on there if that works out. Right on. I mean, I, I, I'll be honest. I, I rather see Primo. No, no offense to Noah. I know Noah's got many, many years to go, you know, competing oh, yeah. and everything. So, you no, know, we no, can, his time's coming. No question. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and he's he's an assassin. I mean, mm -hmm. uh, we, we, we've heard Scaff talk about him, not really mention his name, but we know he's talking about him when he's yes. talking about those ninja chokes, you know, yes. and, and the intricacies of it and how he's so good at it. So, yeah, I mean, I, I love the kid, but, you know, I, I'd rather see Primo. You know, I uh, I like to see a, a rematch there too. Kevin's got a he's got a heck of a fan base at this point, especially with uh, you know getting over being sick and pushing himself through dealing with some of the stuff he's like he's a 
you know, he's a role model in a lot of ways, and no question about that. Right, yeah. and, and that you know, hour-long match, too. You know, exactly. uh, Kevin didn't get COVID. COVID got Kevin because he took his <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> uh, he also See, reminded me yeah. one of the first rules of the PGF is don't bet against Kevin Primo. Nope. You, you don't bet against a liquid Terminator, man. You never know with him. Oh, man. I can't wait. Uh, it's it's going to be fantastic. I mean, we, we, we have a bunch of guys. I believe there's going to be, like, what, six black belts already in there? Hopefully. Yeah, we'll see. Now, you know, like I said, there'll be some shuffling between uh, now and January. You know, there was supposed to be, like, I think seven or eight on season one. And, you know, that by season or by week or two or three, there there weren't that many left. Oh, that's but, right. Yeah, a couple, like, uh, dropped or whatever. Right. Yeah, you know, there were people that got injured or, or you know, different things happened, so. Or just yeah, we'll see, but I, I hope so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so a question then, too. Like, so obviously season one, the first show, it was all individuals. So how do you feel about season three being a team aspect to it as well? I'm curious about how that's going to play. I like. I think it sounds like a really fun idea. I think it'll be a lot of fun for the fans. The draft sounds like that'll really, like, get a lot of uh, excitement and hype going as well. So um, I think that's a really clever idea for making it more of a kind of a viewer friendly experience. Um, I'm curious to see how it plays out, you know, mm-hmm. obviously from the inside, but I think it's going to be a lot of fun for the fans, which means it's great for us. So I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I think that was a really good idea. So then to go back real quick, right. You know, talking about a season one match. So if I'm guessing correctly, you do not want to be on the same team as Primo if he does make it. I mean, in, you know, because uh, I heard teammates are going against each other, so I'm yeah. right. <laughs> put it put it this way. Put it this way. Like I have not an ounce of beef with Kevin Primo. Like he is an awesome dude. I would love another chance to compete with him. So if that works out, great. If he's on my team, then I'm going to do everything I possibly can to help him succeed. And you know, at some point, I'm sure we'll get another chance down the road. Like Elijah and I have said, you know, for a while now that if. Uh, if we don't get a, a rematch before then, we're going to have our tiebreaker at ADCC Absolutes. So it, it's no. going to come around. This sport isn't that big. We'll get our chance. I'm not worried about that. It, that's a manifesting that I can see happening. So, oh, 100%. Heck yeah. Heck yeah. Well, I mean, most most of these guys, like everybody that that's in the uh, PGF uh, roster, is not your, you know, not a hobbyist. These are these are serious, hungry guys. Like, hundred percent. Whether it's whether it's January or some other time, I'll probably compete with most of these guys a bunch of times over the years. Well, I'm, I'm hoping that you guys qualify for the, you know, for the big show in, in Vegas. Cause we're talking about going to Vegas to watch that. Dude, it's going to be a heck of a show, man. Like it's going to uh, be phenomenal. Gordon, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm going to give it everything I've got this one. And uh, I'm going to do everything I possibly can to be there. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. It, talking about coaches. I think you probably heard the news. We got um, Jake Elkins, Drew Weatherhead, mm-hmm. Johnny Buck, Eli Knight. What are your mm-hmm. thoughts on them? Uh, who, whose team do you want to be on? I mean, I think I could learn something from all of those guys. I mean, they're all great in different areas, so there's definitely a lot of, of variety there. Um, obviously, I'm going to learn very different stuff from, say, Drew than from, say, Jake, but there's definitely going to be things that all those guys can can uh, offer that can bring to the table. and. I just need to, you know, keep the cup empty, as, as the saying goes, and whoever I wind up with, see, okay, what do you do really well and what can I learn from? And add that to my game and, and use that to uh, sharpen, the, uh, sharpen the blade a little bit more, you know? You're going to be great when you run for office. <laughs> depends on the day, brother. I appreciate it. Thank you. But, yeah, it, it depends on the day. I'm not always that diplomatic. 
<laughs> well, listen, he might he might make a good executive too. I mean, he's getting sponsored by by Jocko Fuel. Maybe he'll end up working at Origins one day. Right now, like uh, in all seriousness, right? Do we get to hear any voiceovers for advertisements? Because I'm telling you, man, you got the voice for it. Like I want to hear. Thank it. you, hey, kids. I tired of being you weak. Know, <laughs> you, want, you know, you want to know the funny thing is, everybody thinks that you have to have you know the stereotypical radio voice to be uh, good at voiceovers, but you really don't. Like some of the best uh, narrators that I know, the people that are legendary in the industry, don't have what you would call a great voice. They're just really gifted storytellers. And if you're a yeah. gifted storyteller, you don't need a good voice. That's really kind of beside the point. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's kind of a misconception that you have to have like one voice to be able to do this. You really don't. So, so what do you think about the new payout schedule uh, for season three? I mean, you, you get you know, money based upon your draft. Right. Uh, obviously, you get, you know, for winning it all, you get money. And then you get, you know, uh, game match of the night. How do you I feel like about that. that? I think. I, I think that's a good idea. Again, I think it makes it more fan friendly. Um, I think the uh, having some of the bounties on different types of submissions or the uh, match of the night is a very clever idea as well. Um, so yeah, I like that. I think uh, for somebody that like me who is known for being a sub hunter, that's going to be really good for my style anyway. Not to mention it's going to be really entertaining for the fans. And if the fans are happy, that helps all of us athletes out. So I think it's good for everybody. Now the lake house. Are you going to be alright with everybody in there? I mean, because me personally, I'd be like, you know what? I like you all, but I need my space. <laughs> I wouldn't do it. I'm, well, I'm, I'm ask, too old for ask, it. Ask me again in February, I guess. But I feel like I can handle anything for a week. <laughs> oh, man. I'm... I'm, I'm I don't know. I, I guess I'm too old at this point. I'm, I I just... Yeah. I, I enjoy my time. I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to go to a room or something. I'll see yeah, you guys right. later. <laughs> I mean, well, if you if you do what we do, I mean, I've got a heck of a lot in common with everybody else who's going to be in there right off yeah. the bat. So, you know, I'm not uh, under any illusions. Obviously, we're all there to win, but it doesn't mean that we have to hate each other in the meantime, you know? I, I think Jake put it best. Uh, he was talking about for season two when everybody, you know, went to the gym, everybody was sizing them up, and everybody knew where they, you know, where they fell, you know, mm-hmm. it's like, you know, you know where you belong, you know? Yep. So, I mean, I don't think there's going to be an issue, but me neither. Yeah. So with, with, again, with season three, uh, you know, we have the week long, you know, event, you know, matches every night. And then the tournament is that Saturday. So the right. fact that the tournament is right there and then does that change the way you approach matches? Are you, are you going to be more, pres- you know, have a preservation mindset of like, Oh, I, I still got to still gotta run the gauntlet again. Potentially. But I don't know that that wouldn't be the case if it was the regular season and then a break, because you want to continue to be competitive through the entire week anyway. So you're going to have to be thinking like, this isn't a one-off match or a one-off bracket. This is, you know, multiple days in a row of matches. So having the, uh, the postseason tournament immediately after that, it, it is simply more of the same in terms of it's more tough matches that you need to have your body as prepared for as possible. Um, and ha- and honestly, having it immediately like that is good for somebody like me. Um, you know, I've always said my style and my whole uh, approach to my training is there's plenty of guys who are more talented than me, more naturally gifted than me, but they will all get tired before I will. 
I can handle, I can take more than anybody can. I don't care how famous you are. I don't care how successful you are. Like I'm under no illusions about what I'm good at, what I'm not good at, but I know nobody can match my pace. Nobody can take the beating physically and mentally that I can. So if you want to make it harder by having the postseason tournament immediately, you don't get a break. You go right into the postseason. Okay. So that makes this week harder. Good. As Jocko would say. Love it. Uh, and one, maybe one more uh, thing about the new week format. Uh, you, you you only have to weigh in one time mm-hmm. when you get there, that, that, that first thing when you get there. So there's right. people like, you know, knock on, where's the wood? That's not what that is. There's wood. Knock on wood, Randy Roden, you know, the dump truck. Yeah. It's in. I hope he gets in, man. He, I love his style. Yeah. He's going to be 170 for about one minute. Oh, of course. And, and then those thighs are going to like, boom, Thump, you know, come on back, and he's going to yep. be, you know, back to about two hundred. Uh, what, what do you think about that with the competitors? Well, if the week-long format followed by the postseason would be an advantage for me, then having the one weigh-in would be a disadvantage for me because, as somebody that basically walks at one seventy, I'm not going to be, you know, gaining any weight after the weigh-ins, particularly. You know, I'm, you know, eat a big breakfast. Maybe I'm one seventy-two that day. Who knows? But. uh yeah, so that, I mean, that would be something that would help out some of the bigger guys, you know, guys like Randy or Elijah or Kevin or either guys that are cutting some more weight. But we've all got advantages and disadvantages. We bring our tools to the table, and I don't worry about anybody else. I just worry about doing my job. I, you know, I plus like- season one is 195 anyway. That's right. I mean, I'm, dude, I'm training with guys who are 250 every day. Like, it's not a big deal. I'm used to it. I, I, I like your, uh, your tools, though, the cardio part of it. I appreciate because- it, man. I do, too. Because I, I remember when I started training, um, my coach said, I, I, and I'm paraphrasing here. It was something along these lines. Uh, lines. Uh, it was, uh, fatigue will make a coward out of any brave man. It was something along true. those lines. And I always, you know, stuck with that. So when I was yep. training for competitions, it was always cardio, 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 cardio. So, yeah, I, I, I. Listen, that's a great tool to have. If you have an endless tank, that's going to be an advantage for you. In my book, at least. That's how I see it. I agree. Especially having competed as much as I have, as many times as I have, it's kind of, it's almost funny. Like, everybody's strong in the first minute or two. But I tell you what, you put a pace on them at five minutes and 10 minutes and 15 minutes, they don't feel as strong anymore. You know, the old saw, kind of like the one that you're talking about is, you know, if you hit a black belt, he becomes a brown belt. This was what the MMA coaches used to talk about. You hit a brown belt, he becomes a purple belt. Well, I'll tell you what, you put a pace on a black belt for about five minutes, uh, he ain't a black belt anymore, he's a brown belt. You put a pace on him for another five minutes, he's a purple belt. Just the way it goes. You all been put on notice. Caleb is I dare to anybody who wants to to try to keep up with me because I know if I'm even breathing, anybody else is in hell. There are many things <laughs> that I will take my hat off to other people about. There are many, many more talented, more skillful grapplers than me out there, but nobody can keep up with me. Nobody. See, now, now I need to go back and watch the footage again. Did, did, you, did you face Noah in the first season? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you make him breathe through his mouth? That's a great question. I, I think I had him in a reverse triangle for a couple of minutes, so I couldn't really see. But uh, I don't. I, I know he fought it for a long time, man. He had good conditioning. There's no question about that. There, there was a few guys in season one that that had really good conditioning. So uh, yeah, he might he might have lasted better than most. I wonder if that's the time we saw him turn shades. 
Because I, I know because he was he was Mister Defense. Like he 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 was a rock star yeah. for, for holding out uh, in that yeah. first season. No, he he made my life very difficult. I I thought I had him in the first minute or two, and it took me several more minutes to get that finish. He was he was very very hard to finish, and I can imagine by now he would be even more hard to finish. Yeah, I mean, I, I, did he did he get his purple belt again? Oh man, I'm killing me. I think so. I feel like he I did. Think yeah, he, I feel like we were like I, a month. I, I, like I said, just, in, in Nogi, I don't really pay all that much attention yeah. to the belt colors. It's just yeah. your skill and your time on the mat is the only thing that really matters. You know, I've had blue belts. Blue belts give me absolute fits, and I've had black belts that I didn't even break a sweat with. Like it does not matter. Like, all that matters is your mm-hmm. skill, and I don't put any respect or lack of respect on anybody for uh, belt color at all. Now we, yeah, well, he did. It was about a month ago. I think it just messed with my head because Keelan just got his uh, his brown belt yesterday. That's right. Yeah, yeah I, I was going to cross my shout, shout out to Keelan. Congrats, Keelan. Also, shout out to uh, Kevin, Kevin Buring, Buring. He's getting no his blue belt. belt. <laughs> nice. The, the the funny thing with a lot of these, you know, uh, lower rank guys is that they're so good at leg locks, mm-hmm. you know, and. Buring, that's pretty much how he won the qualifier. Well, besides the rear naked choke, but he used a leg lock. Yeah, yeah, he was like, get to the back. You. Just yeah. kidding. Yeah. You know what I think it is? It's not just that the lower ranked guys are good at leg locks. I think, and I've talked about this before, if you're somebody who's maybe been training for just a few years or a couple years, but you're really good, it's because you've got a few weapons that are expert level. Now, you may not be an expert everywhere, but you've got a few things that you can hit on absolutely anybody. So in some cases, like you said, it's going to be some guys that are really good leg lockers, even if maybe they're not that skillful in other areas yet. Or like with Noah and his ninja choke, like that is an elite level move, even if maybe he's not an expert in absolutely everything. So it's not just that they're good at leg locks, it's that they're really good at something. In my experience, it's like in a sense, it just it clicks like they understand that one thing that, you know, for some people takes you a while maybe to learn how arm bar. But for them, it's like that one thing they're like, it's familiar for whatever weird reason. They're like, all right, I know this. Yeah. And they work on their strengths. I mean, like so many people say so many people like, you know, work on their weaknesses. But hey, man, you got to work on your strengths, too. But talking about that, I mean, did you see uh, uh, David Evers, Quadzilla? Uh, He looks like he has one of those setups. He was early, right, in one of the he, first qualifiers. The first, the first he, 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 he lost to Geo yeah, in the finale. Yeah, I believe he's he got on. I believe, if I'm not mistaken, didn't he? Yes, he's the first at large. Good. Bit. Yeah. Now he had a really interesting style. I hope he does. Yeah. Just uh, just because it it strikes us that he has a match against you know he he knocked out the elbow genie in that qualifier with that right. leg yeah, I, was, I was rooting for Roberts in that. I, again, not, nothing against his opponent, but I was definitely rooting for uh, Roberts just because, you know, I got to be good so friends gee. with him. But yeah. Uh, now, that being said, I, I think, n- not to take anything away from his opponent, we're all injured, but I think I think Roberts was pretty injured knee was, in that match yeah. going in, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, we, yeah that didn't go to like, Fort Myers. Yeah, uh, he, he yeah I don't think that, that was uh, 100% J-Rod, if I'm not mistaken. And he still did great. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like he I still mean, he, looked awesome. He put somebody to sleep. Right. I've I've heard that he does that sometimes. <laughs> My bad. I didn't mean to bring that up. <laughs> you got you got to go there, man. Come on. <laughs> Well, I'll put another target on his back. Please right. don't kick my ass next time you see me. <laughs> well, listen, before I we would let, never. Before we let you go, why don't you give a plug to your uh, your sponsors and where people can find you and your school where where you're teaching at? 
Yeah, I, I, I'm one of the assistant coaches at the Renaissance uh, Academy of Martial Arts in Virginia. So if you're in the area, please uh, message me or just drop in. We're always uh, happy to have anybody who wants to get some work in. Um, you can find me mostly on Instagram. I, I have Facebook too, but I don't get on there very often. Mostly on Instagram at Kayla McAllister Official. Uh, so feel free to message me there if you want to chat about the upcoming season. Um, and yes, I want to give a shout out to my sponsors, my, my team, Renaissance Academy, uh, Jocko Fuel, Submission Nutrition, and Phalanx, uh, Rash Guards. Um, I appreciate all you guys, and especially I appreciate you folks in the media and the fans who are letting us do what we do, and I look forward to putting on a show for you guys in January. Man, we're, we're not the media. The media is responsible, and they have to fact-check stuff. We go off conjecture here. No, you exactly know what? what That's what I feel like when people say I'm a professional athlete. Like, I'm like, uh, yeah, I, I, I guess. So, you know, you're, you know, I'm technically a pro athlete, and you're technically the media, and the world goes round, right? I guess. <laughs> Unless you believe he's flat, so. Well, there is that. <laughs> I mean, we'll have to ask Eddie about that. Does it still go around if he's flat? I don't know. I don't maybe, know. If maybe it just like spins like a like a pizza, pizza crust <laughs> kind of a thing. Probably. <laughs> uh, Egghead, anything else you want to add before we go? No, I'm just uh, super pumped, Galebia. Uh, your, your your quality and uh, competitor, individual, just really really excited to see you on there. Uh, I guess maybe I should ask, uh, how's your paintball skills? <laughs> Not not nearly as good as my jiu-jitsu skills, so uh, we'll, we'll find out, I guess. You should do a little bit of airsoft, but not not great at it. So, yeah, that, that could be a problem. Just try not to run into anything. Oh, yeah, I, I hear that's a bad idea. Either that or, and try to be on Sierra's team. I'm that's, just saying. Yes. I hear she's a killer. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah, she, she apparently killed everybody. I'll Maybe, keep that in mind. Anything else you want to add? I was going to say thank you to Caleb for being out here. It was fun having you again. You blew my mind with audiobooks. I'm about to look up some of your work, man. <laughs> All right, you, guys. If you want to look me up, um, CJ McAllister would be my uh, my audiobook handle. That way I can kind of – the people that are Googling one can get find oh, the, nice. the audiobooks and people that are Googling the other find the grappling stuff. Hey, there you go. Smart, yeah. Right on. All right, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. We appreciate all the comments, and uh, we'll see you next week. Peace. Peace. Thanks. Bye.